0: Welcome to another UCTV.TV podcast, presented by University of California Television. Thank you for this show of Listening Force, which I know is due as much to the room and the careful stewardship of the series by Giovanni Singleton and Bob and all the student interns as to anything you might be about to hear. Um, Despite it being National Poetry Month and celebrating the... um, arrival of this, I'm going to kind of resist newness a little bit and read from across all three of my extant books, and then I'll end with um, one poem from a fourth manuscript that's still in process. So I'll start with my first book, The Guns and Flags Project. Um, There's this very short poem, Absence of the Archbishop. Um, There's some famous literary archbishops, Death Can Come for One, Stevens apocryphally is said to have spoken of one on his deathbed, but they didn't offer any practical advice about how to contend with them, so I've made up that gap. Absence of the Archbishop. You meet at most four archbishops in a lifetime. You have at most one lifetime. You sing when in pain and expect to be heard. You see the outline of holy figures, their windows and blinds. You want to kiss the gold of the coat, and you want it to come off on your lips. You think of singing gold songs, and are not, for a moment, in pain. You see the sun not as it is, but as it will be without you, cold gold, with all the windows closed. You expect to be heard singing in your house. Now for a a fairly long poem. Um, it's called Observations on the Florida Question, and after I'd written it, I learned quickly that it could be a permanently salient poem because it wedded a particular Florida to um, a non-particular question, and so when Elian Gonzalez came along and then the pageant, I mean, election of 2000, etc it just serially seemed to be about whatever happened in a place at a time. So hopefully it'll continue to be salient, but for better reasons. Observations on the Florida question. To discuss an interior is to suggest that a thing goes only so far, then stops, and that where it stops, a surface forms, and that the interior does not rush after the surface, but stays behind it, in a relation which can be called proper insofar as it is where it is, like Florida. Like Florida, the interior develops on one side of the surface, which suggests that from the interior's perspective, the world obtains as the innards of a thing, receding from the surface it shares with that thing, an arrangement at work on Florida's beaches. If the thing in question were a block of ice, one could wonder why the surface of the world were ice. How many surfaces are there between a thing and the world? How strictly does heat determine a region? If one is standing on a road... Beside a block of ice, if one begins to understand that situation such that one begins to count surfaces, the ice is bound to melt in tempo, as if a road is not the best place to count surfaces. As though on a road there's a toll one must be prepared to pay, when considering the number of places in which a thing and the world meet, meet but remain aloof behind that junction, maintaining their proper places in respect to each other's place, And in respect to that, but then a thing may be destroyed and without a hurricane or any other name for encouragement come riding off the sea. What is the fate of the surface in destruction? Some would say it is multiplied, but which the fate or the surface? Some would say, I refer you to the Red Cross. Some would say the surface multiplies until its very category folds, overwhelmed with tiny interiors, so that the thing in question begins to resemble Cubans adrift on a raft, foaming toward a sandy door which leads up out of the water and into a country blind to them. It is hard to imagine that one staring at a block of ice lying on the road would be able to step over it in hot weather. The moment in which it retains form deserves attention, but why would stepping over it be a form of disdain? The people of Tampa are suggesting from deck chairs that to move in relation to an object is to purge it of surfaces. Motion is then a destruction of interiors, Or put another way, the mind considering immigration is a block of ice in Florida or a road which leads to Florida only by crossing the threshold of touching any other surface. Only a fertile country could furnish the proofs of what destruction does to surface, such that a Cuban could learn to love Florida as if looking out at it from inside herself. Suppose there is no fertile country This might explain the advent of a lyric of the surface, in which one appeals to a panel of judges rotating so rapidly they quickly become known as the other judges, and one keeps appealing to them for admission, and that is the substance of this type of lyric down in Florida, where so many have been asked to wait, to wait while the body abated, Abated on a road called crimson, crimson alone, alone is touch, touch lonely among surfaces, old age, old age hears music in the palms, sunburnt government, and many other names. This is an example of the coarsening of surface through multiplication. And in Florida, there is as yet no solution for its cascading effect on interiors. And one is not always even in Florida. Florida. But on its bright roads, one is not in a good position to know an interior. Suggesting that depth is a succession of flat surfaces like color, like stacked palm leaves copying a sundown in green and brown, is the color of a surface a function of in which direction one considers interior? How may two interiors lie together without forming a surface? How may they form a surface? The surface not formed by two interiors, is called a road. It's called a road called, I forget. It is clear the block of ice on the road changes the world to a place known as jail, filled with wardens. On it, a patient Cuban has carved an entry, continuing in a southerly direction, the garden found me. This may be what it is like to learn a new language. Here's my poem about uh, being beset by theory. It's called Winter Rose. And then the French came, and they killed us. And then the French came. They killed us over and over. They kissed us to red ruins. They came, and they killed us with melodies and thinking. They whelmed us in their leather sine wave. They made a postscript with black boots. They came through the snow like a big thought. They killed us. And they kept killing us, until we spread out as some legacy in a red and white feuilleton of snow. They kept killing us in this French manner. And we bled a blue blood, read aloud, to the whole body, to the French around us, like the lights of a dominant class. The day seemed full of a blonde perfume. It was growing quiet. Wait, said the French, before the snow be fully marcelled before the heart crack its red vest of words, and only then were we everywhere dead. Switch to green and gray now. Um, Some versions of, which some of you will recognize as a truncation of an Empson title. There is no reason a poem would begin with reference to the territory with refrains to be used by all sides. No reason a poem would begin if and only if, or with refrains for a territory already conquered, invincible, a shining example of immediate environs, of damage and its image. There is no reason a poem would begin the woods are white and black, green leaves blue at certain hours, or the woods differed. A poem beginning you, the thing at either end of a gun, sundown, or colony, would begin as aftermaths of persons, no reason in or by a flow of pronouns, of pronouncements, of capture. A poem would begin as a play of there is and drift away. No reason a poem would begin. We brought all lights home with us. We're porters at borders in a day done slowly away with. No reason a poem would start by censoring my shame or yours at having a country or of the others. Would begin as expressive acts, stills of time, headed in all directions, in wartime or peacetime, solitary, avoidable, while snow fell. Would begin, I am, is asleep in the afternoon, Returns to apartments, waits in a change Steadily flashing Would begin by describing continuous endless materials States of sky neither mine nor someone else's Epic fragments neither beginning nor not No reason a poem would begin so much and so more Or she hummed to himself Of the many forces, these and other nights Of the things selflessly explained as snow or fire No unreal season A poem would begin by stating, by steadily flashing as utopia transmits its coordinates, utopias, headed in all directions. No reason the mean of a life and a moment is the standard working day. The mean of a life and falling asleep the whole of summer. No reason a poem would begin a whole day before winter. Whole summers before night would be gone by night. Or touched lightly in the dark Would be abandoned there Would be gone by not having come Would come to be used by all sides Would begin with reference to refrains I'm going to read a fairly long poem From the end of the book Called Historon Proteron, um, An ancient and fairly infrequently used figure Which just means any kind of rearrangement of cause and effect that's not the traditional um, progressive model. Um, I think it means, there are people in this room who can embarrass me by telling me exactly, um, the, the later, earlier. So it means any kind of jumbling of cause and effect. And this poem begins after I'm dead, moves back through my life, and then into a, a history of um, cultural monuments from both the West and the East. Um, It dilates in the middle around my lifetime. I apologize for that narcissism. Um, So the goal, it's moving backwards in time, just like um, effect can come before cause. Historon, proteron. What follows are examples of all that has happened, of that which hasn't failed to occur in any kind of archive at all of that which suffers commemoration, of a change or changes from no fixed state, of that which occurs before I become fatally ill, should that be what happens, before a term not yet known fades from use after taking hold for too long. A flow of examples called feeling one's way, broken sleep and friendship, the running of programs, daylight, the invisible gardener, sunset, an inventory of not yet, to no longer. Nights looking at the sky of living in an empire, strange it would extend so far, extends so far. A product of days, if there are any of those. Any part of the bare life and sound of the group not yet accounted for, yielded, made, and trained. In little groups of one or more, being overheard becomes lyrical politics, goes nowhere, passes, sets, A feeling of meeting on corners disappears almost entirely from law and mind and reappears precisely for that reason. The chosen design is finished and thought of, approved slag from which choice lifts off like a craving in space, latest thing about which even the poorest can have an opinion, can only have it, the way one sees a building become a set of buildings, then leap off into the sky together, the way one sees no longer. Staying in love to the rhythm of bombs Before the package hits the before fired, before aimed It's discovered statues go on forever when falling And when remembered just after As right before having done so This is written, leaving Paris After having come there for seven days To celebrate the birthday of a friend It's described by that friend And a certain snow blows over and under A bridge on the Seine, heedless until explained He begins to describe it. Eve is claimed born across the water and not yet proved. Eve is made. Now in poor taste to have thoughts. Think of having them. Do anything other than receive announcements meant for anyone. Perfect a current in the set of the mouth. Feel of being ruled from inside and out. The stung thought of skin from either side. The new plans are unveiled. A year of gavels coming down all the unrelated deaths which can't seem to help coming after, falling in love to the news of bombs, multiply helpless, ebbing to a future. The related deaths are related. Some last calls to loved ones are overheard. Some of them overt, some relying on knowledge to come, all overt in adding last moments to a mutual past, soon everyone's. The metaphors fall from the sky. Survived by a concerned professional tone Narrations as far from revulsion as pleasure The buildings fall, the other, then the one Like a craving in space, a new language The fortuitous encounter on a sky of two planes and two towers Some last calls to loved ones are made An inaudible change in destination A morning advancing east to west Revealing the east or taking back the west nine one one is a joke, how can I move the crowd, police and thieves, the ocean? What is the meaning of a pure series of songs? A screaming comes across the sky. The metaphors go up and the towers are built. Paul Salon enters the life of the sun, saying butterfly crying being born in Beth Israel, being made. Todis Fuga After the first death there is no other. I am going to write it for you. Cracks and reforms and bursts in the violet air. The figure five in gold on a red fire truck moving tents unheeded. Sunday morning's first stanza. Decorative arts, the dream of John Ball. The fortuitous encounter on a dissecting table of a sewing machine and an umbrella. The sea whispered, I prefer not to. Ozymandias and Darien. Fourier reads Sade and begins to believe that pleasure is a butterfly, self-interest a flower in the garden. They take their solitary way. Flowers freaked with jet, landscape with fall of Icarus, and children's games. John Ball dies. John Ball writes a letter to the countryside and is born. Dante's arrow hits the target. The black stone is worshipped, shattered, worshipped, polished, found. Before all that can be called before is written, copied, written, copied, found. And that advice on the battlefield of spring in Mantua when the bees return to the saffron flowers. I hate and I love. I feel it happening and letters suddenly allowed separate realms of sound. The unfinished tower, like a craving in language, is thought to exist Abandoned, worked on, begins to be built Eve is born, Eve is claimed and made All fall narratives, including the sun Pronouns, now, this place, then Clouds in the water, love of the future And now a similarly uplifting poem But much shorter Two classes That's T.O. I am that member of the family of things that never leaves the house again and steps into war church each hour that corresponds to images and on the street your face and body and clothes your walk and silky destinations. Without knowing it I digest your choices and forget to connect you to the rest. You in whom the years have changed. You both a block and its veins the portion path to the places that are gone to The music is going, if there is music. There's always some sound or other signs of effort on the face of the air. There are those who wait in longing to hear and those around whom dead waves flow. It's like twilight to be alive now. Finally. Um, Vague Cadence, a, a short poem as well that often ends in the same two words, like some of my favorite songs by Juvenile. <laughs> Vague cadence. and a way of practice, the other is. Like a river out of axe, the other is hapless, unheard, with marks upon him, having dallied in tarrying unwisely, backlit at an undecidable remove. In a house of marks, the other is useless deciding whether to go or wait. In best practices, like a child, a hapless river filled with sand. For years it flows like unmarked rope. Years of saying as it moves away are the undecided water others bring. Like the child of axe, the other is saying to himself, the other is a hapless river practicing its flow, a house that moves to where one was. With all years off, the water goes. The lights are on, so the dark is out. Like the useless children others are, a certain building dream within a part of speech without a name." Bohemian Grove, um, a reference to an encampment up in the redwoods north of here that um, Bob actually infiltrated once, I think only once, um, where captains of industry who ruin the world take a break from that and dress up as women. And put on pageants. It's been around since the 19th century, and so this poem sort of morphs through time and through syntax at the same time while taking on the history of that place. Um, I use the word hoolery in it, um, a specific form of concubine that in this case will be played by those captains of industry. Bohemian Grove. Grab our missing spears and begin to think the bohemian grove. Trees, theatricals, songs that hold exquisite filterings of sunlight down to the boys were women there. In the powerful glades in the 20s There's nothing like it To have loins for the first time Running around in leaves in the 70s I sang a song of we became ourselves again As women, specifically huris The leaves of love falling by chopper And could see the security cordon of leaves Running around excited to be playing a part In the hush of the woods Donald called me songbird And to be fit for the world One must periodically leave it affectionately for the age and straightness of trees in the 80s whispering at the clearing's edge about how to keep both houses no one hurt when respect is earned by singing a short theme in the 40s at the tree line theatricals excited to be putting on a helmet and running around in the dark on my knees in the sun being told as a group what to do about how soft I was the pillows in my chamber with choppers landing and a glow through the trees spread uncomfortable around the clearing till there's nothing like it going missing and the distance you begin to think respect hushing the woods with a part to play blacked out in the secret authority of choosing a heavy gold dress to wear. Over on the other side of the clearing, songs hold the men like huris. For the first time, leaving the world affectionately at play in choppers and leaves, no one is hurt at the edge of themselves, running from the news of sunlight into heavy dresses the warriors wore for a production of the fifties, absence of birdsong there in the powerful soil." Here's a poem about Karl Marx's famous table. Poem beginning to end. The trees are men, men strange. Strangers come into a house to speak across a table made of trees. Waking was fighting at it while looking at a thing you own is sleeping outdoors without knowing why the reasons escape, so continuing to eat and drink. I think you have to In order to be ready A cup, seriously open Ready to talk or gesture with it Show the house has no roof Men are coming in This is a cup We make a tableau called Embarrassment at a physical past The one prepared accordingly your instincts stopped now In admitting daylight I was fighting or talking about this feeling Taken from a box of scarves Cardboard box from another move Marked by faint incursions Games, so-called Because all was still in play That table, for instance Where a hand is trained to follow the eye into goals This cup, moving on its own Through the single-family dwelling Space contracts to Angry from the outset That a hand is still involved And seen I went back to sleep In the middle of our argument Speech about forgotten labor A lamp can sing with its head bent Remarks I should anticipate I am the shadow objections to Streaming out from the faucet To be cut in half by hand The entire room Far off talk content to happen Tone on tone The strong illusion And night deaf as a mural not made, so much as lovingly assembled from memories of those who couldn't get out of the way. Now here, in the form of a cup, alien when brought to bed from table, and the table not made, so much as overturned, evolving from its legs a depth mourning is the answer to. Um, I wanted to end with a short poem from my current manuscript that came out of hearing us. A song for the first time at a memorial in the fall for our late colleague uh, Janet Edelman. I don't know much about classical music, which is why I'd never encountered it before. It's a song called Beim Schlafengehen, Going to Sleep, by the composer Richard Strauss, which he wrote in the last year of his life. I think he was 84. And I don't think he lived to hear it performed. I'm not positive about that. And I was just shocked by how. It seems to always be ending and and doesn't, and then you get used to that, and then it does end. Four last songs. The sound was like picking sad battles the red that white imagines yellow is. It was the sound of forgetting what to do with the senses, being equally surprised by a voice subsiding, come slowly back, or edging toward actual close. I'd forgotten to pay attention for years to a song I heard for the first time at the end of a recent memorial, an actual song by Strauss about going to sleep, predicting one's own death, etc. Let me say this. I was surprised it kept going, then surprised that it ended. This was always true, but could be more so. Much like those years of not knowing the song felt brought back now as inattention to its red presence. And there are many versions of four last songs and of this one, as many as there are people who have made and played them. Each one stands as someone's else, the color of fading color, lastness, pluralized, because going to sleep keeps redoing the translation without fully having done. But this only applies to beim schlafengein from the four last songs of Strauss. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.